Another uh, detail within the discussion of, of, of Nevoah is that sometimes Hashem will say something with ambiguity. It can be interpreted in multiple ways. Hashem will say it deliberately that it could go one way, but in the end, you see that Hashem is saying it was really able to be reinterpreted, such as Ninveh Nehepeches, and we discussed yesterday why Akash Baruch Hu will do that, say in Nevoah that the Mishnah betray Ampe. Um, that was yesterday. Now let's see Ches. We move on to see more exciting ideas over here in Nevoah. But Amnam. Sarach Shetedi also got to know like this. Shehine. Benevuas hamisnabim yivochan ushtei havchanis. When it comes to Nevi'im receiving Nevuah, receiving illumination, clarity, information from God, we have to recognize two different categories of that illumination, of that information. Ha'echad, the first category is ha'inyan. The topic itself, the idea itself, the message itself, the second category is the words, how it's exactly portrayed and presented, how it is said over. So there's always the message and the words. The message and the words. And this is a very, very big idea, a very central idea when it comes to understanding the Buddha in general, is that, and it unlocks a lot of doors in understanding the differences between the VM. This Navi and that Navi, and and um, what makes, you know, why do we have a Yechesko, why do we have a Yeshaya, why do we have a Yirmiyahu, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, what makes one Navi different from the other, why do we need multiple Navim? <clears throat> so, again, the starting point over here is the message and the words. And what does that mean? That means a concept that we're all familiar with. <clears throat> and just to give an example, Dugmul Dabar message and words. I have a message that I want to give to the Kailo. What's the message that I'm going to give to the Kailo? The message that I'm going to give to the Kailo is the following. I want the Kailo to know that uh, this year we're extending we're extending uh, the summer semester. Summer's man, normally summer's man ends Rish Chaydash Av and we have an optional um, we have an optional um, encouraged program during the nine days. You know, this year we're going to extend Summer's Man all the way to Rosh Chodesh Elo, all the way through vacation. No, this, this, no, 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 no vacation this year. No vacation time. This year, it's very important to have uh, the summer semester go all the way to Elo. And I want that message to be given over to the Elo. Um, and it would mean that we're learning straight, that's right, from Sukkot, from Pesach to Sukkot. Not such a big deal, not such a, you know, Elul's right around the corner, Sukkot's right around the corner, we can go without the three weeks vacation. And that would also mean that anyone that happens to have made tickets or travel plans, to, let's say to Eretz perhaps, would have to cancel his tickets, would have to stay here. I want to give such a message to the Kailo. So I, I, I ask someone, I say, please give the message to the Kailo that summer's month, summer semester has been extended all the way to Elul. So what's he going to say? He's going to personalize that message. And the spin that's gonna, that that message is going to get is going to be based on that person, his personality, how he communicates, and his understanding of the message. And he may come and tell the Kailo guys, look, we're here to inspire the community. We're here to set the, set the tone. We're here to raise everyone around us. We're going to show them that, you know, Vacation is not for us. And Rabbi Reber said that we're going to learn straight and it's going to be so amazing and so inspiring and no vacation this year for us and that's going to be how we're going to inspire and lead and grow and develop the community. I may give this message to someone else to give over and they may come to the Kailo guys and say, you know, you guys have been slacking off. You guys are a bunch of bums, a bunch of clowns. 
Like, give me a break. You call that a summer's man? You call that a summer's man? You guys don't deserve vacation this year. We're extending summer's man all the way to Elul. That'll be how someone else will say. A third person that could perhaps say the same exact thing. Please tell the Kaila guys, and I'm going away for a couple of days. I'm going off fishing. Please tell the Kaila guys that summer's man has been extended till, uh, till Elul's man. A third person may have a, a, a totally different take. He may say, you know, your wives are actually happier when you're not home. And, 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 and uh, your wives complain all the time. You're home for three weeks, nothing to do. You're getting in the way. You know, it's disrupting the schedule and routine. Summer's man has been extended to Elul's man, so to make more shalom buys to keep you guys out of the house more. And, and, and so on, and etc. Everyone's going to have their personal take, spin, interpretation on the message. And that's how life works. That's how communication works. Okay? So we're going to see the same thing, a similar concept, not quite the same. We're going to see we're going to see a similar idea when it comes to a nevuah, that Hashem gives a message. There's an idea, a message that has to be shared with the, uh, from the Navi to Kala Yisrael, but that message is personalized based on that Navi himself. Now, now, here we have to be careful to qualify the example that I gave. Personalized doesn't mean misinterpreted. See, I was saying something. The example I gave was an interesting example. I once want one message given over in three, three different interpretations of that. So that's because everyone has their own understanding of, you know, why did I decide that there's no summer break this year for the Kyle guys? So by the Nevi'im, they don't misunderstand or, or misinterpret the message, but it's still personalized based on who receives the Nevi'im, who's saying the Nevi'im, with whose mouth is articulating the Nevi'im. It's going to personalize the Nevi'im based on the Shairish Hanashama of the one receiving the nevuah, very interesting. Let's see that now inside. Interesting and fascinating. Is that says the Ramchal? Kihine, yesh she yasig hanavi inyan meha inyanim. There can be a situation where a navi grasps and comprehends a certain theme, a certain message, a certain idea that Hashem is sharing with him. Vilo yugvaloi b'milois. Hashem doesn't give him the specific words to say it over it. Hashem just gives him an idea, concept. The Navi will give this over in his own words, in his own words, the words of his choice. He got the idea, but he chooses his words. So that would be, again, like me saying, uh, giving a message. I'm not telling you, don't say this. Sometimes I'll say this. You, I want you to deliver this verbatim, right? I, the message is so important, I, won't, I don't want anyone to misinterpret it. So I want you to give this over verbatim. Repeat back to me what I told you, word for word, verbatim. And sometimes I just give you the idea, the concept. You choose your own words. So sometimes that happens with the Navi as well. Sometimes the Navi is given the Nevuah verbatim. The Rebbein gives him not just the theme, not just the topic, not just the idea and the concept, but the words themselves. This, these are the words that you have to give. Says the Ramchal, any prophecy that's been recorded for generation, anything that made its way into Tanakh, is the words themselves are part of the prophecy. The words themselves that were being told to the Nevi'im to say over was part and parcel of the Nevi'im. It wasn't just the concept and the theme, the idea, when Hashem communicated with Yeshaya, Yirmiya, Yechezko. It was the words also, the words as well. Now, what is the, the fundamental difference between when Hashem chooses the words and when I choose the words. So there is a fundamental difference. And if we grasp that, if we can pin that down, we can understand why the Ramchal is giving examples from Tanakh as opposed to outside of Tanakh. The, 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 the idea is like this. Um, 
Nevua is direct communication and illumination and information from God. Another way of saying that is, you know, God's information and illumination is part and parcel of the Rebbe himself. He and his Chachma are one and the same. He and his knowledge are one and the same. He and his information are one and the same. And the Navi during the Vu is bonding with the divine essence of Hashem's illumination, of Hashem's existence itself, as it were. When he receives the Vu, and not just like Nochazach, it's not like Hashem is saying, I'm so happy you came, here's a telegram. I'm so happy you came to spend the afternoon with me, here's a, a text message to deliver to Klai Yisrael. That's part of the meeting. That's part of the bonding. That's part of the experience because it's, 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 it's part of Hashem himself. Hashem's information is one and the same with Hashem. Another way of saying that is whatever the Navi gets directly from the Rebbein Shalalim can be thought of as Torah. It's Torah. Torah is Hashem's wisdom, which is one and the same with Hashem. Hashem is one and the same with his Chachma, which is synonymous with Torah. Torah, we know has an infinite property to it. Anything that's Torah has infinite properties. Anything that's Torah. Even when the infinite comes down here into the realm of the finite, it has infinite properties because Torah is really one and the same with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even as Hashem sometimes will manifest himself down here, reveal himself down here, share his Torah down here, so it has to somehow take on finite properties, but it's infinite in nature within finite properties. It's a deep concept, but it's a concept that we can all immediately appreciate, and that's why we find that Torah always has an infinite quality to it. Any Torah that we learn down here always approaches the infinite. And anyone that's ever done in-depth study sees there's always more room to ask questions. Just ask Stan. Ask Stan. You want to see this in action? You can always ask more questions. And even when there's an answer, but you can ask a question on the answer. And when there's an answer to that, there's more room to ask questions. There's always more room to explore and explore and explore and explore and explore. And there's always answers to those questions because that's the nature of Torah. Torah always approaches the infinite. Torah is always one step ahead of us. It's always an infinite amount of steps ahead of us because it's the divine Hashem himself that somehow managed to figure out how to manifest itself in the finite, but it's by nature infinite. That's why Torah can be understood in so many different ways. Every mitzvah has so many different interpretations. Every pasik can be understood 70 ways. We had this in the Ram Chal, right? This the 70, 70, 70, the business of that. We had this in the Ram Banshir a uh, number of weeks ago, Shabbos morning in Orat Torah. Um, the, the, the idea of Shivan Panam Torah is that, again, this idea of infinitude, of this fractalization of Torah, that it's always, uh, it's always branching out. It's always more and more and more detailed. The further I pursue it, I, I see more details, not less details. Nevuah is all in the same realm. Nevuah is just another way of talking about the essence of Hashem, talking about the infinite coming down here and presenting itself in the finite. Yes, it has to come with a specific surah. has to be communication and information about the future, about the present, about the past. But it's a form of Torah. And when it's going to make its way into Torah itself, for it to be Torah, then... The question is, what about the Nevuah is, is the Torah Shabbat? What about the Nevuah is an aspect of the divine? What about the, the Nevuah is, is um, reflecting the infinite? And that depends how the Nevuah is given over. If the Nevuah is just an idea being shared with the Navi, that's what he got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem said, choose your own words to, to articulate this. 
So the Hashem is saying, the concept, the idea, is my infinite essence being shared with you. But at that point, I'm going to stop and I'm going to let you describe it. And that's, that, that, that's now Dina Verter, Ira Verter, that's your words, trying to harness an idea of mine, but that's no longer my word. So that's kind of where my Tyra ends with the idea of being implanted in your mind. You decide how to, uh, how to, how to capture this, how to express this. That's no longer a first-hand, um, a first-hand uh, manifestation of Hashem's essence, of Hashem's infinitude, because the essence and infinitude of Hashem was only there in the concept of the prophecy, the type of the prophecy. That's a nevuah that's not going to be part of Tanakh, because for those words to be part of Tanakh, those words have to be Torah, for those words have to be Torah. They have to have infinitude to them. They have to have infinite properties. They have to approach the infinite. And these are the Navi's words, not the Rebbein Shalom's words. They can't make it into Tanakh. They are, are they words that you can say in the bathroom? No, because they're his understanding of Torah, there's articulation of Torah, but they're not essential Torah, that's not the infinitude of Torah there itself. You can't darshan it, you won't be able to make gematrias out of it, you won't be able to make, um, uh, you know, Rashi Tavis and Soifei Tavis, you won't be able to do anything with those words because they're his words, not Hashem's words, not the Torah's words. However, sometimes Hashem will give the Navi the concept of the prophecy and the words themselves and that's when Hashem wants the words to also be part of Hashem's essence and Hashem's infinitude and the words themselves will now become part of Torah they're essential to the prophecy itself and they are essential aspects of the infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, the words now are also words that are, when we sh- shift that all around, turn it, turn, it, turn it over, ah, those words themselves, the words are, 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 are an essential aspect, con- con- concept and part of aspect of Torah itself. The words can be darshaned, the words can be explored, the words can be permutated because the words themselves have infinite properties, approach the infinite because they're Hashem's words. So that's what the Ramchal is saying over here, that Yishai, Yecheskel, Yirmiyahu, are not just sharing ideas, messages from God in their own words. The, their words are God's words, put it into their, into their minds as well. And that's why those words make it into Tanakh. Those words are part of Torah, Torah Shebichsav itself. Um, let's go on. Shehine, nigbalu milayseim b'nevua lichlal in yonim rabim ke'echad. Hashem gave them specific words to say, to capture many, 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 many different ideas, many different themes, many different topics, many different levels of pshat, all at the same time in one word, in one sentence, in one chapter. And that's mamash what we were just saying, that Hashem wants the words to be part of Torah also, the words to be words that contain multiple, multiple levels. Um, so in essence, any nevu that we find recorded in Tanakh means that those words themselves were part of the prophecy. It wasn't the Navi choosing those words. Says the Ramchal, though, he throws out another idea over here, very, very interesting idea, that not only, that, that, that even though, rather, even though all the Nevuas that we have recorded for generations, anything that is in the 24 books of Tanakh means the content is Hashem's content, the message is Hashem's message, and the words are Hashem's words also at the same time the words that Hashem is delivering to the Navi to say over, which yes, become Torah, and yes, can be darshan now, and yes, can be understood on so many levels, but those words are still going to be 
personalized according to the Navi. Meaning, the words that Hashem puts in Yeshaya's mind are Yeshayadik. The words that Hashem gives Yirmiyot to say over are Yirmiyodik. The words that come out of Yecheskel's mouth, as delivered by God, are Yecheskeldik. Each Navi gets words that are, that are appropriate to that Navi and his Neshama, because Nebuah, ultimately, even though it's being Mestabek with Hashem, but it's this Neshama being Mestabek with Hashem. Yecheskel is being Mestabek with Hashem. Yirmiyot is being Mestabek with Hashem. So the words that Hashem gives Yecheskel to give over are Hashem's words, but they're the words that they're the right words for Yecheskel's Kli to be Makabal, Yeshai's Neshama to be Makabal, and Yirmiyot's vessel to contain. The words are still going to be tailored to the container of the words, even though they're Hashem's words. And that's why you find differences stylistically from Navi to Navi to Navi, because those differences are representative of the differences in that Navi's neshama, what's going on in the receiving and this kli that's being macabre the words. Yes? David. So they're pretty much customized to that person. Exactly. Okay, so my question is, not that there would be a reason for it, but would there be the same nevuah given to the different Navi? Did Hashem ever give the same Nebuah twice? Yes. Well, well not, what do you not mean by the same, same, same words? Two, two different Nebuahs. The same words? Nah, well, we just learned that the words wouldn't be the same because it's customized to each individual person, but the same message, maybe. Not the, not the same words. I'm not aware message. that it can't. I believe the same message could be given over to, to multiple Nebuahs. But I want to point out something fascinating, though, that we can now appreciate based on this Memchal. What? That's right. The message could be the same message, but one on a higher level, one on a lower level. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But we just saw that, that when is Hashem giving the words, it's customized according to that Navi based on, on, on what he's makabal. Because everyone has a different container, which is my neshama. My neshama has a different experience, a different bonding experience. There is a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says one way you can determine a false prophet from a real prophet, and the Ramchal is going to get this later, but we can appreciate this right now. The Gemara says a rule in Sanhedrin. Uh, a rule that we have, like a tradition. No two Navim are ever going to say the same exact words. And the Gemara says there was an incident where um, it's coming up. One of the kings, one of the kings of, of, of Israel during the first base of Mikdash when, you know, things were in a, um, a, a decline. That's right. So there was an a, a incident where the king was trying, delivering Shri, go to war against the Goyim Shri. Not, so all these Nabim came together. They all told him the same thing. Go, I think it was Aram, Naharam. I think it's, it's going to be coming up later in the Sefer. And they told him, go and you'll, you'll succeed. Go wage war and you'll succeed. And he went and he died in battle. The Gemara said that they were all false prophets. And, one, and the indicator should have been that they all said the same exact words. The Gemara says, No two Navim ever give the same exact words. We understand perfectly why. Because no two people, no two even have the same exact neshama. Everyone has a different neshama. They're a different part of the organism, different part of the greater collective neshama mass of Kalah Yisrael. And that being the case, <clears throat> this one's neshama difference from that one's neshama. This one's neshama as a different type of Tveikus HaKash Baruch as a different... Klikibul is going to get a different customized nevuah based on his neshama, which determines the nevuah. The words that I'm being given are determined by my unique neshama. And no two people have the same neshama. No two people are ever going to get the same words. So if two nevim are saying the same exact prophets and the same exact words, we know that they must be false prophets. Interesting. We go on. The yeah, the words that Hashem is delivering to that Navi has to do with that Navi's neshama, what he's makabal, 
that creates differences in the style from Nabi to Nabi. The gam and it has to do with his neshama and how just how he speaks, how he speaks, which is also a reflection of his, you know, inner shayrish uh, neshama, his orating style. One final idea over here. So how a Navi speaks, how a Navi is given those words different from Navi to Navi. And there's also a concept that a Navi will also sometimes um, be given, be charged with an action. His, his, his Navu is actionized. He will be told to do something. He will be told to do something to um, bring his Navua out into action. That also is something that we sometimes encounter. Um, that happens to be an idea in of itself. Um, so I think we'll stop over here. I don't want to try packing that into today's class. The idea that sometimes we find Navim are told to do things. Maisha is told to do things with his staff. Yechesko um, was told to do things Different Nevi'im were told to do different actions to actionize their Nevu'ah. And why do they do actions together with the Nevu'ah? To hit the ground, to shoot arrows. They're told to, um, to uh, take a scroll and throw it into to a river. They're told to do different things. And we'll discuss that tomorrow as why Nevu'ah sometimes comes together with actions. Okay, thank you all for joining. And have a wonderful today. Second half. So we see like this. Very often... Navim are given uh, action to do together with their prophecy. Kagain Izura shall Yirmiya, Yirmiya take off his belt, the Ulay Ulavana shall Ulavana shall Yecheskel, the yoke or the brick of Yecheskel, where he's told to do something with the yoke, do something with the brick. For Rabbi Kaila, many, many places throughout Tanakh, we're told, you know, the, the, the Navi is told to fire arrows, hit the ground with arrows. Moshe, Moshe did a lot of actions with his prophecies, right? All the things that he did with the staff, raise the staff up on the Yamsuf, uh, hit, the, hit the ground with the staff, hit the, the Nile with the staff, throw ash up into the air. These are also examples of Nevi'im doing actions to accompany their prophecy. Why, 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 why are we actionizing things? What's the significance of that, of, of that coming together with the prophecy? Vinyanam Haya, very, very, listen to this uh, solid idea over here. Through those actions, they are arousing and awakening and activating um, the koiches, the the powers all the way in the in the highest level of the elyonim, the upper levels of existence. And we know that the world works with koiches. <clears throat> There's everything that happens down here is the result of. Levels upon levels, layer, layers upon layers of, of koiches, of agents, of power that that um, that direct everything to to uh, fruition and action down here. And when a navi does an action down here, like he takes arrows and he fires them in the direction of the uh, of of the enemy country, he hits the ground, he takes a, takes a staff and lifts it above the yamsuf. He is activating koiches up there. What's necessary to trigger the prophecy that he was given um, in all of its properties. And that <clears throat> triggers this, this um, progression 
of the Navu, the prophecy itself coming out to fruition, acting itself, playing itself out down here. Period. End of the paragraph. So let, let's explain that. It, it's, a, it's a fundamental idea, a little bit on the deep side. Let's try to appreciate and process how the Ramchal just presented that. The Ramchal is saying that, you know, a Navi is, is, is prophesying events that are yet to come. But sometimes he's also involved in those events yet to come. Sometimes he's instrumental in those events. Sometimes he's instrumental in those events. And all events start up there. They start up there. They start with something that's happening up there. <clears throat> Everything that happens down here begins with Kaychas being activated up there. So how then is the Navi triggering it by doing something down here? It needs to happen up there. The Ramchal is alluding to a huge idea. When the Navi does it down here, he's really doing it up there. He's really doing it up there. Why? Because a Navi is someone who's made it to a level of Dveikos. A Navi is someone who's made it to a point where his Neshama has been able to have Dveikos bond with the Kosh Baruch Hu's Neshama, uh, existence, so to speak. And he's told in that state of Dveikos, I want you to give a prophecy to events to come, and I want you to do an action. In that state of Dveikos, he's being given, deputized with doing an action. That means this Navi, in his highest existence, is being deputized with an action, which when he does it, he's not really doing it only down here, he's doing it also up there. It's happening all the way up there as well, because he exists up there, and <clears throat> he's doing it on all levels of reality, including up there, and because that's where he has, that's the level of existence that he's been raised to, and that's how the Navi is able to not just prophecy, foretell what's going to happen, he's able to start that avalanche, start that landslide, he's able to knock down the first domino by doing it down here. So that's a, that's a very interesting idea. Um, and that's really what the Ramchal is saying, is that the Navi sometimes will, will set things into motion, not just deliver the information that he saw up there, but he'll set things into motion because he was present up there. And when he does something, he's doing it also up there. It's happening up there. He's activating those kaychas by banging on the, with arrows down here. He is banging the, the kaychas behind the arrows on the highest level also, and that sends this, all the dominoes down until it comes out over here as a victory against Aram. There's another idea which the Ramchal Bukhar is not saying, but there's other Svar HaKadoshim, and the question is that these two ideas go together, the passion, they do go together. There's other Svar HaKadoshim, other holy commentators, that give us an idea, uh, another idea, which is um, when the Navi does actions down here, he's grounding the Navu, actually like the opposite idea. Not that he's activating it down here, but he's channeling it like a lightning rod. A lightning rod, which brings lightning all the way down into the rod. So don't be holding the lightning rod. Put it in a place, make sure it's grounded. But it, so to speak, he's that lightning rod that's grounding the kaychas and bringing it down here. So Hashem wants to send victory to the Jews against Aram. So the, the grounding that Ratz and Hashem is firing the arrows in the direction of Aram and that grounds that kaych, that Ratz and Hashem, all the way down here. It, it sounds on the surface like the opposite idea of the Ramchal. The Ramchal is saying he triggers it, he activates it on the highest level. This approach is saying he grounds it, he brings it all the way down here. But Pasha, the two ideas could go hand in hand because the Navi does span the entire distance between the lowest level and the highest level. The Navi exists down here and he exists up there. He exists up there, but he also exists down here. So it's the Navi triggering things up there and also guiding it, channeling it all the way down here for it to be grounded. And that's why the Navi will be doing these two actions. So even though the Ramchal only mentions the first one, the starting one, of knocking down the first domino, the two ideas don't have to be contradictory ideas, and they really could go hand in hand. Um, so in short, why will a Navi do actions to accompany his Navua? A, 
to trigger it on the highest level because he exists on the highest level. He's been raised on the highest level. It's part of what happened during his Nebuah. So he's activating, he's throwing it into motion. And B, he bridges all those levels in between by the fact that he exists all the way down here where his shoes are planted, where he's standing. So when he's doing it down here, he's doing it up there, he's also doing it down here. He guides, channels it, and brings it all the way down here for it to be grounded. Um, and that would be the other supplementary idea, and these two ideas complement one another. And this is the second half of Ches, and thank you all for joining.